0: Joe Ingles is going to uh, drop off his uh, daughter and then uh, give us a call here in a few minutes. So we will uh, we'll talk to Joe. Uh, he is going to be out tonight. Uh, we'll talk to him more about that. The Jazz are going to play the Hawks tonight and Denver on Sunday. So we ought to know a lot more when we come back here on Monday morning. PK Tuesday morning. Tuesday Jeez. morning. I know. I gotta, I'm going to I'm going to forget we're, Monday's a holiday and drive well, down here and go. Let, Why is this all locked up? Let's be clear. We, we're so used to working Martin Luther King Jr. Day that. It's, it's yeah. It's often it's often been a game day, correct. and yes. so we've worked. We and have then the they, rare day where we don't have a game, so we're
1: having. Right? A game oh, I just day. soon work it. Tell you the truth, because there's a lot to talk about the I'm Jazz. I'm also I think, with
0: you. Play obviously
1: the every time they play, particularly this year, it's uh, I feel a sense of gratitude that they're out on the floor. Uh, but, you know, the Denver game, I'm really looking forward to not to discount tonight's game because I think the Hawks, even though they have lost four or five, they've won one in a row. I think they're an emerging team. I like what they've done in the offseason. And so, uh, an NBA team with NBA talent, you can't take anything for granted. So, certainly going to be watching tonight's game and then looking forward to uh, the game against Denver because Denver, you got a little rivalry going now with Denver. And rivalries in the pros, you know, they can sort of ebb and flow. But I think that after last season with the 3-1 lead and then Conley with the shot at the buzzer that looked like it was halfway in and it didn't go and Donovan collapsing to the floor because he'd put everything into it and it came up short, I think that creates a little bit of rivalry and it stands to reason with the nucleus of both teams being – to a degree, younger. The Jazz got a few older players, but obviously Mitchell and Gobert are still well within their primes, or maybe Mitchell's not there yet. and Maybe Rudy isn't either, but nevertheless, they should be good for the next three or four years. So you're, you probably, if you're not going to face them in the playoff, you're going to battle with them playoff seeding. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's just one game in January. I don't want to go crazy. But nevertheless, I'm looking forward to it. Any game I'm looking forward to, you know, they're on a little bit of a roll right now. And let's see if they can continue it. Because I really, really believe that the talent is there. And I know it's not an 82-game season, but we'll just use it as an 82-game ledger. I really believe the talent would be there to have a 55-win season. And I've always thought 50's good, 55's very good, 60 is great.
0: Totally agree with those. I see it the same way, and and they've got a they've got a narrow window here because they do have three older guys playing important roles. Three guys in their thirties. Two of them are thirty three. In 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 Joe and Mike, you know, and Father Time's undefeated. So how many shots do you get? I think it's impossible to do. But the team that opened this season, if they could play the team that opened last season, this season's team had certainly win a seven-game series, and they might win five or six of them. I think they've improved the team. A young guy like Donovan should be better a year later, but I think a lot of the pieces, the bench, uh, You know, obviously Clarkson's on the roster now. He wasn't on the roster at the start of last season. And Favors. Uh, favors is another good upgrade. So... You know, without question, I think this team can handle that team. Uh, So, but this is the opportunity because I don't know that I'd I'd be saying next season. Well, this team could handle that one. I I don't know that I'd be saying that. Maybe we'll have to see going forward. Who knows what's out there? But this is an opportunity. Seize it. You know, you're you're right. Atlanta does appear to be. um, You know, they've got the potential to be on the upswing here. They're certainly good enough on any given night to get you. But the Jazz are the better team, and they can't let these things slip away. And we can already circle three games where it's like, well, I I know big picture the Jazz are better than these guys, but on that given night, they weren't. And that stings when you look at the standings because the essence of what you're saying about the Nuggets, because rivalries do come and go, but you've already butted heads once, and you wanted it, and they took it away from you. Now, you can look big picture and say... There's something about the Clipper chemistry that isn't quite working, and maybe they'll figure it out and maybe they won't. And the Lakers, everyone's chasing the Lakers, but who's the next team? Why isn't it us? And the Jazz are saying that in their locker room, and the Nuggets are saying it in their locker room. And so that makes these matchups juicy. Even though it is just one regular season game in January, it doesn't matter a lot, but it matters a little. You know it does, because you know you're going to see these guys again.
1: Yeah, it's fun. And as far as, and we're, we're concentrated on this season for sure, no doubt about that. But as far as going forward with those older guys, I really believe in the sophistication of today's NBA player. And that's why I've debunked the idea of go, you go play in Utah. I think that is so outdated. And so what I'm getting at as as these guys are in their 30s, age out of the NBA, there'll be a new crop of players who are thinking, yeah, I want to go play with this new young owner. And they just put out a thing of what they're doing to improve the entrance of the uh into the players area and it's on twitter you can go see it so the point is he's going to invest and he just tweeted out we just getting started or just getting going or something so the point being that they're going to be able to attract talent because ryan smith is going to he's talked about how he's recruited so many businesses to the wasatch front area it's what he does he has an expertise in this and he's already been doing that so he'll be able to do that going forward plus the sophistication of the NBA player will want to play with Mitchell and go bear, knowing that they're going to be treated first class, get their money, get their playing time be in a winning situation. So I don't want to be completely, totally, you know, everything is absolutely rosy a hundred percent, but I believe that there's a great opportunity as these players age out to replace them with equal or better talent under the circumstances. But as far as right now, this season, I believe they have that capability to finish second. But as you say, I also believe there's three or four other teams who believe they have that capability, which is what I want. I want it to be competitive. I don't want it to be given. I want to see... Battle, so to speak, like we saw in that Denver Jazz series, where it comes down to a last, literally the last second shot to determine the winner. As a consumer of sports, that is what I want. That's highly entertaining. That's highly competitive. That's what gets me going. And this team, well, I want to see how far it can go. I'm real intrigued by every game, but you know, coming home tonight, get back on the continue the winning track at home, continue the winning that you've done here recently, and then set yourself up for Sunday night. Sunday night is going to be a huge TV flicker night.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're going to have the, uh, well, you're, you're going to go dual screens. You're not going to change. You're, you're the king of dual screens. You love to set that up. You're ready to go. You're, you're going to have two screens. You're going to have the Jazz on one screen and the NFL playoffs in the other. I mean, they put their marquee game on Sunday night. It's no accident. It's Tampa Bay and New Orleans. And it's two quarterbacks who both won Super Bowls. And any one of us would have scheduled it that way. So, you know, I I do buy what you said about the sophistication of players and the ability to put another group together. Uh, We saw in in the Stockton Malone era went on forever because those guys were Ironmen. But they had three distinct groups that they played with. You know, they're the constants. But the the talent around them changed. But we also see that it can take a year and a half. You don't hit on all those moves. The Jazz didn't back then, and they don't now. You know, they, they missed on some of the stuff they did early last season. They're not nearly as, um, I don't know, conservative or slow to move, I think, as people perceive, and, you know, fans want what they want oh, now. not at all. But no. they, they've made a lot of changes, <laughs> you know, just in the last, uh, what, 12, 14 months, 15 months. Uh, the roster's changed quite a bit, but it does take time to do those, and time's clicking, and you've only got so long. And I, I don't doubt that um, you know, now that they're, they're here for long-term deals, you know, Gobert and Mitchell are going to play with another group of guys, and we will probably identify them as another you know, generation of jazz players, and those two guys will be constants because of their age versus all these other guys' age. Uh, well, not all of them, but many of them. So that probably will happen, but it'll take time to happen, and why do you want to wait for them to another two years to reload or whatever and, and get the lineup? It, just, it feels like they've really got a good lineup now. I just want them to, to cash, on, cash in on it to whatever degree that is possible. And so let's go. Let's not, uh, not give away another game. And I think that really all of this, we've taken several minutes to say it, uh, waiting to talk to Joe, but honestly, I think that is really what Quinn meant at the end of the third quarter when he was throwing the clipboard down. You guys figure it out, right? I think that's really what he's saying. we got a great opportunity here, guys. You can't squander it by bleeping up the fourth quarter against the Pistons. <laughs> you can't do it. That's, I, think, I think he sees all of this. He probably sees even more we don't see, and that is why he felt that urgency and he said what he said in Detroit. That was the essence of it. Agreed. All right, so, uh, okay, we're, we're not breaking, yak. We're holding on. Nope. All right, Joe's coming here in a moment then. So uh, we'll get Joe on here and uh, talk with him, and David Locke will join us coming up at uh, 9 o'clock. We'll move him. So good to hear from uh, – it'll be good to hear from Joe and uh, hear what's uh, going on with him after a long road trip and the, uh, the end of the Ironman streak.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to let Joe know that I – Worked 385 consecutive days before taking a day off.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Now, now, now Yach's having a personal conversation. Yach has some info he wants to get. <laughs> you guys, you guys, hold on. All you listeners, hold on. Yach has something he needs to talk to, talk to Joe about to joe he's in there laughing right now and they're having their chat about whatever it might be joe joe might just, yeah they can wait for me they go they've waited a while they can wait a while longer that'd totally be joe
1: i want to bust him on that and i also want to bust him on how it must feel really good to have an american born child
0: <laughs> all right let's do it he's on hold now so he heard that all right here's joe
1: Hey yeah!
2: This is the Zone Sports Network.
1: Back to Joe and he'll flush!
2: And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, oh, oh, Joe. and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bell!
0: In Joe Ingalls.
1: Thunderstream gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in.
0: And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction.
2: This is the Joe Ingles Show (coughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The
0: Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. It is good to say hello to Joe Ingles. Hi, Joe.
2: Hi. I don't know if I want to come on anymore after hearing that. (laughs) Hearing what? No one will ever, I can promise you, no one will ever know that Jack was born in America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joe will know. Americans he will, will have, know. He's an American he'll have citizen. A, he'll have
2: his, yeah, he'll have his passport and, and all that junk, but it'll be in the top drawer, and it will stay in the top drawer <laughs> until we have to renew it. And then the only time it'll get used is if he decides to go to college or something. He's actually it to make it a lot easier for him. But... No one will ever know.
1: He's me. my favorite of your kids. <laughs>
2: They're all tied for me. But
0: Well, enjoy. sure, you're the dad. That's what you're supposed to say. And honestly, that's what you're supposed to feel. But we're loser sports talk shows. We can say anything.
2: I mean, I'm not even going to get into it. But- <laughs> He's not. He's not. He's not going to know that he is American or was American or whatever. We'll be gone. We'll be gone before he starts getting an accent. And Miller's already got a crazy American accent anyway. So
1: exactly. Don't embrace it, Joe. Embrace your children's heritage.
2: I mean, for, even if, regardless on his Australian passport and his birth certificate, always going to say Utah. Like. Even if I had never won, even if I had the worst experience the last few years of my career here, we're always going to be linked to Utah.
0: <laughs> so uh, I think the question everybody wants to ask with the uh, you, you had the Ironman streak, it was really impressive. It's over, and I don't think it would have ended unless the injury was really pretty serious. Because you would have played through it, like you played through a bunch of other little stuff that we probably don't know about but this must be serious and now you're going to miss a a third game out of four. So what's going on with the Achilles? What does it look like? How does it feel? What are they telling you? Everybody wants to know it all, Joe.
2: (laughs) Um, I mean, I think first off is the street thing obviously got talked about a lot. And I mean, as you guys know and people close to me and then obviously within the the organization, I've I've never done anything for for a record or a a stat or, or anything like that. So, I mean, it was... Uh, I'd always said, um, basically, since I've like since I can remember, like if I'm healthy, I'm going to play, and that's um, just what I, I live by. Um, I, I know I've said it before, like I know there's twenty thousand people and nineteen and nine hundred ninety nine are, are there to see Donovan and Rudy and, and probably Quinn and whoever else. But I know there's some kids out there that that are watching, if whether it's from Australia or it's my family or my own children or, or Renee or, or whoever's watching. So I've always wanted to, to be out there for, for whoever's there kind of supporting me. And, um, I'd always said until the, the professionals, until Mike Elliott and, and his group, um, the, the health guys kind of looked me in the eye and told me like, you need to rest or you need to sit or, or whatever. I, I, and, and I could tell, um, I've known Mike, Mike Elliott's the kind of head of, uh, health and performance, um, that side of things. And, um, been with him for years now, kind of four or five years. And, and I knew when he looked at me and, and was telling me, um, I, I knew it was kind of a bit more serious than other conversations we've had in the past. Cause there's been times that I, other players might've sat, I should have maybe sat. Um, but like I said, if I can get out there, I, I want to be out there. And obviously an Achilles is something probably a little bit more serious, uh, um, yeah, it's just been... I mean, honestly, it, it's probably not as bad as what people kind of assume and think because I missed a game, but it is something that's been bothering me for a little while, and um, I, I guess just trying to get on top of it instead of... Uh, I think the last thing I want to do for me and for the team and for everybody is, like, play two games, sit one, play three, sit two, play four, sit two. Like, it's just... I want to be 100% healthy, um, or as close to it as possible. And like I said, with an Achilles, it's it's probably a little different than having a a banged up arm or, or quad or something like that. So um, yeah, we're um, I'm happy to to be getting it better. I feel I've, I've felt better every day. I obviously played in Detroit, I think it was, and um, thought I was alright, but it, it pulled up a little bit. Saw that next morning, so. Just going to, um, yeah, take the time and get on top of it. I don't know what that means for timetable-wise, but I'll just listen to, like I said, listen to Mike and his team and, and do what they tell me to do every day
1: been an interesting season so far just barely getting into it you know you had the two tough losses in new york and then everybody's writing you off and then you rally and beat a great bucks team and now you've won a few in a row here and so the arrow's pointing up how do you explain where you were in new york and then you go to milwaukee and you look completely different as a team
2: yeah i mean it's it's obviously frustrating because i think um uh, I was just talking about it with someone the other day, but I think our record right now probably is exactly kind of how we've been playing. Like we, we've had some really, really good games, um, which you kind of highlighted there, and uh, and we've had some some games that we just haven't played well. And obviously, the the good thing about it is, uh, uh, like you, uh, I mean, you guys know, and and, and a lot of fans that uh, that know uh, know the game and, and how we want to play. You just kind of look at it. We weren't, we weren't playing the way we expect to play, and the way we we think we should play every night. Um, so those losses are as frustrating as it is, and, and we've probably talked about it over the last couple of years. Like it's we, we can watch the tape and, and watch ourselves and watch bits and pieces and know what we what we're not doing. Um, and I think a part of it, obviously, we've highlighted we we and talked a lot about we, we've wanted to, to shoot more threes and we're playing a little bit faster probably than the past. But um, regardless of whether we're shooting well or not, we, I believe we've got a team that can win if we're shooting well or not. We, we've got a two great defensive centers, obviously, that kind of anchor us, and then we, with our our starters um, very well balanced, and then the guys coming off the bench. Like I, I really like the group we've got. And, um, so we shouldn't we don't have to and we shouldn't have to just rely on the shooting, but I think when you combine those two together and we're playing the right way offensively, we're moving the ball, everyone's getting touches, we're we're breaking the paint and kind of kicking it out if we don't have a finish. We've got too many shooters to, to not make shots in a game. So unless we're we're all off um, on the offensive end shooting wise and, and we're not locked in defensively, we'll, we'll have some rough nights. But when we are, we've we've obviously proven um, in whatever X Y Z game that um, that we can play and match it with with anyone.
0: It's always hilarious when someone loses it on camera, as long as it's not you who loses it. Um, and so when Quinn throws the clipboard at the third quarter in Detroit, you guys figure it out. Okay, on one level, that's hilarious and we all enjoy it. But I think the bigger message is you guys are really good. Don't cheat your talent here by playing below yeah. what you're capable of. And I think people who look at the first 11 games of the schedule and see you 7 and 4 are thinking they could easily be 9 and 2 or 10 and 1. I think of the – you've had four straight playoff appearances here. This will probably be the fifth. But of the five teams, I think this is the best. And because you're 33 and Mike's 33 and Boyan's 31, and and you and Boyan obviously have had some health injuries here. Mike's had some in his past. This is a golden opportunity. Does everybody in the – Is everybody in the locker room realize how good they have it right now and not to let this slip by because it's rare?
2: Yeah, 100%. I I think – like you said, like it's. I mean, I've. I, I would never talk down about any of the teams I've been on here because sure. I think they've all been pretty special in in different ways. Some off court, some on court, some both. Um, I mean, my first couple of years, obviously, frustrating losing games, but we had such a good group of guys, and you could tell from what Quinn was doing, like the belief and the the process of what it was going to take, and and we did it daily. For I mean, you guys saw you haven't seen recently, but practices for those first few years, like it was. It was brutal at times, but it was what we needed to do to, to be a good team um, so yeah I mean I think we real and I think it gets like it regardless of what you do if you you can love your job you you guys can love your job every day but you still have days where you're like man I'm tired or mm-hmm. I don't really want to be here today or something's going on on uh, like with your family or at home and and I think for us it's just kind of locking in each day each practice each whatever whatever it is um, and and like embracing that, that we do have a pretty special team and a, and a very cool opportunity here. And yeah, we're not going to win every game. We're going to lose more games. Um, I mean, we've got a big game tonight, but just, yeah, just realizing. And I, and I think sometimes you forget about that. I think sometimes other things can take over or they kind of consume your mind when, like, we've got an awesome, like you said, an awesome team, awesome opportunity. Uh, I think with, I mean, the age and the, Everyone in that group, we're at, a, we're at a pretty cool stage. We've got young guys, we've got older guys, we've got guys with experience, we've got guys that have been to finals. Like, we've just got all these different things and I think we can, I can, I mean, definitely think we can, we can put it all together. And um, uh, I think one thing as well is that for us focusing and, and we've talked about a little bit is just getting getting better a little bit like a little bit better each day and whether that's something in the film that we we know we can change uh, from New York to Milwaukee or whatever it is and hey we need to run back more like let's focus on it let's keep each other accountable um because it is a special group like it's you guys have had probably what little to none access this year um and and a bit probably the same more or less last year but um (laughs) we've got such a good good group of guys and um the, the rookies, the older guy like we all get along really like it's such a good team and it ha- has been here for a long time but um, yeah it would be be very special to do something special with, with this group of guys and with Quinn obviously.
1: So I don't know if you heard those comments by Shaq uh, as far as going after Gobert, (laughs) but it seems to me that in order to appreciate what Gobert actually does, you need to do like, well, obviously you do. We do too. We watch every single game. And to me, that's really the only way you can fully absorb the value that Rudy has to the team. Could you comment on that? Yeah, I think first off, it's, it's why... I mean,
2: some people get caught up with, you see like little Twitter wars all the time or, or whatever, social media stuff or interviews or, um, I think it's why we've done a pretty good job over time. I think Rudy's gone a little rogue every now and then, but we, we keep a lot of our stuff in-house. We, we talk about what Rudy needs to improve on, what I need to improve. We, we do all that in-house. We don't, um, we don't talk about it to the media, we don't talk about it, I mean, people sure talk about it with their families or whatever, but we we keep it all pretty in-house and we we know what Rudy does. You guys know, Jazz fans know, if you, like you said, if you watch enough of our games, Rudy could have a game where he has two points and 20 rebounds. I think he did on the road trip one time, he had like six points and 20 rebounds. And another game, he'll have 20 and 20 or 20 and two rebounds because we've got guards that can rebound. But we've got, such a, like Our group obviously believes in we, we don't need or, or really care about what Shaq or, or what anyone else says, really. Um, we have a belief within our group. Um, and I think what it does show about Rudy is, I mean, when he's getting held to two points, it's because they're obviously doing something to not let us get him the ball because they know how effective he is when, when he's rolling to the hoop and he's on the rim and stuff like that. Like, Not many teams can compete with that when you've got... Donovan coming downhill, and playing with with patience, and Rudy on the rim, and Boyan in the corner, and Mike in the high quadrant. Like, what, do, what are you going to do? And, and obviously, one of the the biggest things you can see, or one of the harder things to take away, is, is Rudy on the rim. So they they focus. Like Rudy gets jacked up off the ball continuously. Like it's if you watch enough games, you can see guys will stand in front of him as he's rolling continuously, just so that he can't get on the rim. So. Um yeah like I said i mean we don't we don't really focus or, or care about what people think um, we we just focus on what what our locker room does and what we need what we need to do to to win the next game and like I said, it could be uh, i mean i mean even this, like we've had different guys have big games at all different times, so it might be Rudy, one game it might be fave like fave might finish a game one time because of the matchups or whatever it is so um the best thing about our group is everyone understands that and believes in that, and um, we're going to do whatever it takes to to win as many games as possible.
0: I know you got to go. Last thing, when Bogdanovich dunks on Sam Merrill in Milwaukee, he says something to you on the bench, <laughs> and you laughed really hard. Can you tell us what it was?
2: <laughs> no, I don't want um, it, to. It wasn't bad, but it was just a uh, no. It was just funny. It was a more of a, a personal joke, but he was he was excited that. Uh, he got his last six points when no one was in the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. I know you got to run. We appreciate you checking in. Thanks for giving I'm us a call. i get
2: the swab, swab shoved up my nose.
0: Okay, go do it. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Guys.